0: On this episode of Long Riders Radio, we're talking with the winner of the Heart of Texas Rally, Mike Best. Coming up! Support for Long Riders Radio comes from DiscountRamps.com. DiscountRamps.com offers a huge selection of Power Sports products for your ATV, UTV, motorcycle, and more. Everything you need to load, haul, or transport your Power Sports toys. Long Riders Radio listeners can save 15% off their order by using coupon code LONG. That's L O N G at DiscountRamps.com. Well, hey there, everyone. Justin here. Hope you're doing well. Uh, coming to you from a rather wet and rainy Lacey, Washington today. Um, for me, I'm getting ready for the Iron Butt Rally, and I'll uh, we'll be there in a couple weeks. If you're there in Provo, stop by, say hi. I would love to talk to you. And uh, yeah, we'll see how we do. Hopefully, uh, fingers are crossed, and uh, hopefully, I do pretty good this time. That's my goal. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that ends up in the uh, once the the final scores are tallied. So. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, we do have some spaces still available in the West Coast 66 rally later in August uh, for start locations all up and down the West Coast. We'd love to have you come play with us. It should be a real fun time. And I'm really looking forward to that. For this episode, we are going to talk with the winner of the 2021 Heart of Texas rally, Mike Best. Uh Mike is a, a very interesting guy, and uh, he, I, I don't think he thought he was going to do quite as well as he did, as we'll see getting into this interview. But uh, it's uh, he's a very good rallier, and uh, as evidenced by his finishing positions in in many rallies, he'll also be in Provo and uh, should be should be one to watch for the 2021 Iron Butt Rally. So, with that, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side. On the line today, we have the winner. Of the heart of Texas rally for 2021, uh, he's an iron butt rally finisher, and uh, I believe we'll be uh, taking a little trip to Provo here in the next couple of couple of weeks as well. Uh, who could it be, none other than Mike Best? Welcome to Long Riders Radio.
1: Thanks, Justin. I appreciate the uh, the time.
0: Yeah. So uh, why don't you start off by ta- by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Um,
1: just an average guy, pretty boring. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Started riding when I was 18 and my parents wouldn't let me have a motorcycle in the house. So I moved out of the house to get a motorcycle and uh, started on an MSF course, passed my license, still wouldn't let me have a motorcycle in the house. So moved out to grandma and grandpa's farm in Illinois and bought my first bike. uh, And then I got to ride until I got married and just kids and life got in the way and moving and all these things and jobs and, you know, normal people problems. And
0: uh I'm guessing that, that your wife is probably about
1: the same as my wife where she tolerates you riding. Would um, that be a fair assessment? <laughs> she loves me riding. She tolerates anything past a day. So um yeah, it's uh well there's there's a story there for later. But yeah. Um Yeah. Live in Utah, have four kids, um, that all like to ride, all have their own dirt bikes and uh my wife has her own dirt bike, um, at her insistence and uh I work for a major airline as an airline pilot and um, we own a business on the side and just nice. stay super busy. So I don't get to ride as much as yeah. I want.
0: Well, so let's talk a little bit about Heart of Texas. So you are, like, like I said, you won it and congratulations on that. Uh, tell me a little bit about that rally this
1: year. You talk, Kind of talk about the structure of it and things like that. Um, I can't say enough wonderful about Paul Tong, Nancy and all the volunteers. I mean, it really comes down to in fact, I told Paul this. I said, "Going to your rallies is like going to Disneyland. You look around the corner, and everything's complete. Everything's, you know. You go to like Adventureland or Six Flags, it's it's a particle board behind the behind the the fake buildings. Whereas Disneyland, everything's complete. Paul and Nancy put on a show uh, as Jake and Elwood Blues. Nancy even did the cartwheel um, at the intro, um, <laughs> like." Uh, like uh, Jake did in the movie. Um, it's just, if you did nothing else, but ride to Texas and watch the opening act and the closing act, it had been worth the 2,600 mile drive. Um, it's just, awesome. it was so much fun. Um, and then you get all the characters <laughs> like Wayne and some of the others there that it really just, it's a blast. Even if you don't get to ride the forties in between the two, the two yeah. shows. So That's um, awesome. I, I just, I can't say enough about it and I'm going to I'm going to put John Kerr on the spot because we will talk about it a little later but uh there was a required rest bonus each night and if you didn't do it you lost multipliers of up to 4 um so John's wife said at the end of it that he could ride any of Paul's rallies because John puts uh, rest eating and safety first so awesome. I, yeah well so yeah talk it. a little bit about that because oh, it
0: yeah. was a really unique um rest bonus just I don't in know terms if- of the
1: length I don't know about anybody else, but it messed me up the first night. I thought it was eight hours in a 10 hour window and the points were 8 p.m. to 6 p. 6 a.m. So it was a full 10 hour rest bonus. And I, I missed that. I asked the question, I clarified and I still missed it by the time the first day was almost over. So I was mm. two and a half hours out on the road before I realized I got to find a hotel. Um, and that cost well over 3000 penalty points, I think at the end. Um, wow, But uh, no, you had to be, you're supposed to be in somewhere resting f- between eight and six. And if you didn't, didn't do the meals, you didn't get the multipliers on top of that. Um, so I thought that was, uh, was a neat trick because I don't know if it leveled the playing field, but it, 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 threw me for a loop and I'm sure it threw some other people for a loop on, Oh, wait a minute. I can't ride 40 hours straight and then yeah. find a picnic table for a couple hours or, so well, so yeah, let me I ask just...
0: you this. Let me ask you this, because one of the things that – when I heard that, my first thought was, okay, that seems like it would be really easy to let yourself get out of rally mode. Because when I'm, when I'm doing a rally, it's like, okay, I have focused to this, to this, to this, and I'm not doing anything when I get to a hotel other than getting in the bed and sleeping. Yep. And, wow, if I've got an extra four or five hours to <laughs> – um, it was It'd be really so it, easy to start watching a movie and, and get distracted. Basically.
1: It was a little, um, well, even with 10 hours, I, on the second and third night, I still couldn't get out of the door on time. I was still, mm. uh, I think seven minutes late on the one 25 on the one. And then like 35. So I was 10 and a half hours of just dawdling, I guess, which is hmm. such poor form for a rally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, it really made a, a weird twist. But on the fourth day, the interesting thing was you, they gave you a list of restaurants you could eat at. Um, and they gave you the GPX file for it. So you mm-hmm. had these choices were it for the points or for the, the meal bonus and any Rudy's barbecue, Rudy's or Ruby's barbecue in the state. Um, so my last day, I stopped in, I think they said I was in St. Augustine. I didn't know where I was. I, just, I clicked on a restaurant that was nearby went to it. So I think it was St. Augustine. Um, and they were waiting for me. He says, you're the 12th rider in, you know, oh, that's make sure awesome. we, we've got your clock. We're going to make sure you're out of here in 40 minutes. Uh, you know, and oh, then cool. the customers all wanted to know. So instead of eating, you're talking to the customers. about. Eat, <laughs> cook. We had made the local radio station. They were talking about the heart of Texas and the, the restaurant was the heart of Texas restaurant in St. Augustine. So they thought it was just mm. the, or wherever it was. They thought it was just the coolest thing. So, um, um, but I said, well, how many people been in here? He says, oh, there's, you know, a few, dah, 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 dah. one guy worked on his bike the whole time while he was waiting. Um, another guy left all his clothes on the sidewalk outside other than his trying to dry out or something. And then another, uh, so I said, well, you know, what do they look like? He says, well, there was a, a good looking kid with gear that wasn't as bulky as yours. And he's a little better looking. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Um, so <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was asking a few people who had been through there so I could figure out who the who the waitress was sweet on when we got back to college station, but I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. So, um, but yeah, well, so where, so then, where
0: did you end up going other than the Ruby's barbecue? Where'd you end up going on this rally?
1: Um, I circled Texas. Um, and I did an awful lot of backtracking cause I felt like I wasn't very efficient. Um, so the, the, the basis of the rallies is you're on a mission from God. You're the blues brothers. You got to play venues at churches to raise 35,000 or 35,000 points to finish the rally. I don't remember there being a mileage limitation, so I think if I did the math, I might have missed it, but if you did the math right, I think you could ride like 400 miles and then park for three days and still finish the rally um, with the rest <laughs> bonus and the, and the meal bonus, but I might be mistaken on that. Um, the other trick was it was $25 a mile penalty point. Um, oh, wow. So um, you couldn't just, I'm going to ride 3,500 miles and not pay for it. Now, the meal bonuses and the rest bonuses offset that mileage penalty. You couldn't make money or make points off of them, but they could offset the mileage penalty. And it worked out to be like 2,800, 2,850 points if you maximize – or 2,850 miles if you maximized your meal and rest bonuses and not have any meal penalties um, or any mileage penalties. Because um, the theory was – and it was the same last year with the the Heart of Texas with the cattle drivers – it costs money to run a cattle drive, so Every mile you go, it's costing you money. Same with the band; mm-hmm. you got to feed the band, you got to house the band. Got to Yeah, so um, it wasn't just. And I was, I think I did about 250 miles of backtracking. <laughs> Maybe a little, little less. But I was, I, um, I knew Texas was big. I've ridden through it before, but I just, I didn't, I didn't quite grasp El Paso and Amarillo, and how far those two are apart. Yeah. Or that there's really nothing in the middle of uh, West Texas. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the other part. <laughs> um, so the other, well, the other, there were so many. He had, I think, four variables on this. So you had, you had the real, the meal and rest bonus. You had the mileage penalty. Um, you had combo bonuses. You had two different kind of combo bonuses. So the rate, way you raise money is each each church had a point. You had the Spanish missions. You had the old painted churches, and then you had the eight or nine oldest churches in Texas, and then all sorts of other churches. Because um, you're playing churches. That, those are your venues for mm-hmm. uh, making your money and um, saving the orphanage. So each church had a point value, but each church also had a letter. And your job was to get the combo bonuses. You had to dispel the names of the books in the New Testament. So Matthew, oh. Mark, Luke, John, uh, Acts, all the way through uh, Revelation. Um, and then he added Jake, Elwood, Blues, and Brothers. You could spell those four words as well. And then the other combos were the, I think 19 painted churches all together, uh, the nine oldest churches and the eight Spanish missions, if I remember right. Um, oh, wow. and the Spanish missions, there were three in San Antonio and five in El Paso. And I swore I would never go through El Paso on a bike and I ended up spending the night in El Paso. So, <laughs> um, so,
0: well, how'd you feel about your, when you plan, I mean, when you planned everything out, how'd you feel about it?
1: Oh, it was awful. Um, so I wrote down to text with John Kerr. We had a late start getting down there. Um, we got there right in time to do our mileage check. I told John when we got there, I hope they start in the morning. If they give me a rally packet at five o'clock tonight, I'm screwed because we weren't rested. I was not organized. Um, I was having some issues with some of my gear, and I'm and sure enough, at five o'clock they <laughs> we have dinner and we get a rally packet. Be back on your bikes at five five or five thirty in the morning in the in the mm-hmm. quarantine park or in the. Uh, parking lot and I'm like uh so um I felt awful about it. I hadn't had dinner so I was just I was dawdling the whole time. I felt like just not not in good rally form and I am like so when you called asked to do this interview I'm like oh, I'm the last person you want giving advice on how to <laughs> how to even get to a rally um and I I I don't mean that humbly. I mean I really was a mess. Um and John can attest to it. Uh, So, um, when John and I sat down for a quick dinner, um, the first thing I did is I went and figured out the combo bonuses and what words are the most valuable. Um, but my family loves the blues brothers. Uh, my son's dressed up as Halloween. Um, I play that music when I go through Chicago, that soundtrack is running when passengers are boarding and (laughs) deplaning. Um, and, uh, so of course I'm going to get Jake Elwood blues and brothers. I'm going to get those four words because that's the rally, to me. Yeah, I don't particularly care about the Book of Titus or Galatians or Ephesians. I mean, I do, but in other venues, not here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, but the one thing I did at dinner was I divide. I went through all the combo bonuses and I, I um, did the math on which which words were wor- worth the most points per letter. And Jake mm. Elwood and Blues and Brothers, I think, were worth like seventeen fifty a letter versus the others. I think the lowest was at a thousand a letter. And that was before I looked at the map to figure out, okay, how far do I have to go to get those? Um, but it's, so I, I kind of lucked out in that I was going for Jake Elwood blues brothers. And those were high value combos. I think I, I may be completely wrong. And I just well, obviously, you did, it. <laughs> you um, did quite well. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so those are the four I aimed for. And then I realized, I'm, so I got back to the hotel room. I plugged it in. I was using a new spreadsheet I'd never used before. Classic. I think it's like number three on the list of don't try new stuff before rally. Um, It crashed. It would not send the GPX files. After Mm -hmm. about an hour and a half of meddling just to get a GPX file into base camp, I had to go back to my files, find an Iron Butt 2019 leg two spreadsheet that would work to transfer the files. So three hours into the night, I'm finally routing. And then base camp crashed, I think, six times. Um, there was one point in there, one one of the one of the bonus points. And I didn't catch on until after the fourth time, but thought I'd try two more times. Just to be sure, kept crashing the system, and I'd wait for a reboot. So 11 o'clock at night, I have half a day one planned. I have nothing packed. My room's a disaster. The bike's not organized. John's calling, saying he's going to bed. He's going to leave a bunch of stuff here. I'm like, I don't even know what to leave here, because I don't know what even goes on the bike. And I just, I'm, I'm going to bed five o'clock in the morning or five other than that, it's great. Oh, other than yeah. that, I had half a and I'm like, I shouldn't even be here. I should be spending 40 with my kids. Um, I was the one thing that happens on all these rallies is I go through severe dad guilt for leaving. Um, you know, John, not John, um, Jeff Earl said in 2019 and quoting, I forget who, this is the most selfish thing you can do. And yeah. I feel that every time I leave, um, and I, you know, and the, the more at least the 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 less prepared I am, the worse that guilt gets of, yeah. you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, can't,
0: I can't. You're wasting time. Basically. Yeah.
1: And I'm wasting the rally guy's time because now I'm just I'm just somebody that has to check in. That's not even going to get the minimum points or, or whatever. Um, so I was I was I was hurting um, uh, the next morning. I get up, I pack my stuff. I look and says, well, if I can just get to the rest bonus, wherever that would be, just. Eight and ten o'clock. I'm just going to stop somewhere and figure it out, um, and hopefully salvage something. So really, I didn't. I had I had a plan. It included um, going south. I, Jake was my first uh, letters. Oh, that was the other trick. So no, trick number four for Paul is: you can get as many letters as you want, but once you spell a name, because you have to do them in sequence, you lose all the letters you've collected. So if you get Jake, but you got three other letters, you can't save those for Revelation or Blues. Yeah, that's it. Your those letters are gone. You get the points for the 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 church, but you don't get um, the only thing you didn't have to do in sequence was the painted churches, the oldest churches in Spanish missions. Those could be done at any time. Um, and then oh, fifth variant. So you could wear your sunglasses that they gave you, your Blues Brothers sunglasses, and. Turned four night bonuses into day bonuses. So he had a separate picture for the night bonus of the church versus the day. And the night ones were worth worth less than the day ones. The trick was you had to take a picture of the night bonus to turn it into a day bonus. So I went and did my first two day bonuses using the night pictures. But I took a picture of the day bonus, not the night bonus. So they didn't count. And then I caught it and had to go back. So I got to backtrack another 15 miles to reset that. Because if you made it a night bonus, you lost 10% of your combo points for every night bonus you turn into a day bonus. So if you had 18,000 combo points, one letter on that was 1,800. Then you lost another 1,800. Then you lost another 1,800. So you're you're Uh. dwindling your combo bonuses by doing that. And you can only use a maximum of four. So I'm using two on my first day because they were time bonuses as well. So after 5 p.m. they counted as night, even though it's daytime so I was just, I I was beside myself on trying to figure out the rules, and I finally called Nancy. And says, so they're still open, even though it's seven o'clock. Can I take a picture? Says, so no, you got to do the night bonus. So I went and did the night bonus, but I screwed it up. And did the day bonus with the sunglasses. You have to do the night bonus with the sunglasses and call it day. Does that make sense? <laughs> so clear, crystal clear. Um, it was just brilliant, Paul. I mean, the i I'm sure there are more variables that I haven't got to yet, but those five variables just made it. Yeah. I had to think. And if you were completely unprepared and you backtracked and you lost your flag and was about to call and say, I'm driving back to Utah now, um, it was, it was, uh, but it was so much fun. I mean, I can't find my flag. I've ridden the same three mile track where it could have blown away or four mile track. I'm looking in the weeds, I'm looking in ditches. And the rally flag was a um, vinyl record. This was your rally hmm. flag. And the Q code, uh, the what do they call these QR codes, um, so they can yeah. just scan it when you check in, and they know your mileage. They get all the information on you. Your, your score sheet comes up, and then your this is your rally flag. So nice. the trick is, my rally flag goes around my camera and goes in my left breast pocket. This does not fit in that pocket. Um, no nope. So I was putting it on my bike under a bungee cord and forgetting constantly to take it off the bike before it. I mean, it's a perfect flying saucer. I mean. 60 yeah. miles an hour, I bet this thing goes three-quarters of a mile. Um, <laughs> and rolls. Yeah. So um, And trucks don't see it. So after no. uh, a few trucks ran over it, um, and I was ready, I, ready to call Nancy. I was like, well – and you lost – oh, by the way, you lose half your point. It's not like the IBR where you lose 1,200 points, 1,000 points, 500 points. It's half your points are gone.
0: Yeah, you're done. Uh, so. so tell me about when you got back to the, to the finish, and you're sitting there, and they're going through – I'm guessing they're doing doing a similar thing where they go up, and your name isn't being called and isn't being called and isn't being called. Did you have any idea that you won it, or did no? You, I came you,
1: back totally, um, totally dejected. In fact, my call, I, he he came up to me after and says, "I thought you said you had a bad ride," and I says, "I thought I did too." <laughs> um, I left 15, fourteen thousand points on the road. Um, not like. Uh, where we think, Oh, I could have done that. It was, I didn't follow my plan at the, I, I just losing my flag really threw everything out of, out of, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a second day plan. So, um, mm-hmm. so I get back and I'm telling everyone the story and I missed this. And then Mike's telling me that oh, I missed this. And, um, he left the, 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 whatever on the road. And I'm like, Oh, you're still going to win it. Cause he won, he won nitwit two years, not nitwit, um, how the West was won two years ago. Um, and I was where you never, put it, finished second. I finished second, but I was, he skipped the rest bonus and ran like another two or 300 miles that night. And his route was brilliant. Um, and then he ran all night and I didn't, it didn't even occur to me to, to look at the rest bonus. So I pick up these bits and pieces, but I'm not very good at, um, putting them all together to make a, 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 a rational, reasonable plan. By the way, you got another
0: rally coming up here. Um, <laughs> in a little less than a month. Um, so I, I, as I was getting ready for the interview here, I went, I always go back. Whenever I know someone's running, run the IBR to see if they finished ahead of me and you did uh, in 2019. And uh, so it, I'm completing my, my, my goal of interviewing everyone who finished ahead of me, which I've still got quite a few ways to go there. But uh, one thing I did figure out though, I don't know if you knew this, we were parked right next to each other at the start. No, the
1: I didn't. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't introduce myself.
0: Well, I, neither did I, but <laughs> I was looking at that. Like, I think that's Mike. <laughs> and like, yeah, okay. it is. Um, so they oh, with just the big rack
1: back on the back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just a weird coincidence there. But, um, so this is your second IBR uh-huh.
1: coming up here. What's your goal in this um, one? To not crash. Okay. Uh, so I crashed in, but like eight, what was the last one that I canceled? Nine. Let's see. 10. So I crashed in nine. Um, yeah, I got hyponatremia. Uh, if uh, I, I, there's probably nothing useful that I'm going to say on this program for anybody. Cause I really was so discombobulated, um, a couple of weeks ago and I get up there and Paul says, what do you have to say? And he says, I'm a little confused about how I ended up here. And, uh, That's literally what I said. And then he says, okay, go sit down. Um, But uh, (laughs) hyponatremia is when you, uh, you drown yourself. uh, Basically Um, you drink so much water that you don't have enough electrolytes and your body quits functioning and you pass out and your bike keeps going Um, off the side of the road in front of cars. doesn't matter. And rides up a, uh, an old farm road on its own and then lays over Um, in a way that the accident investigators couldn't figure out why there was damage on both sides of the bike. So, um, (laughs) And then you walk away two hours away out of the emergency room with no injuries. Cause you're wearing full gear oh, wow. and you're completely relaxed. As you go off the road. Yeah. You don't know, you're not there. Um, so I drank a gallon of water in about four hours. It was hot and humid through Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I was not tracking my um, food intake. I don't think I'd eaten anything since that morning. So maybe a gallon and a half of water. And I just, I, I had too much water, no like elect- no salt, no electrolytes. So if, mm. if there's nothing else to take from this, Gatorade, Media light tabs. Um, worry about the dehydration, but worry about the opposite effect too. Yeah, yeah. You'll be sweating so much, you're thinking, "No, my, I'm still sweating. My body's working." And um, anyway, so my goal on any of these rallies now is not to crash. And I was dumb enough after I wrecked that Goldwing to buy one with an airbag, um, thinking, "Oh, I'll be safer on an airbag." Until so I got to Nitwit two weeks later and realized, "Oh, I have no place for a tank bag, a mat bag, no. a case, a little hotmail cap uh, pack to." put stuff in, there's nothing you can put in front of you. So, um, yep. And I'm still riding with that bike. Cause, uh, it's just easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> less expensive uh, than getting a new one. Um, and, uh, so that's my goal is not to crash. Um, I, I, I don't consider this last rally as an indicator of my, uh, competitiveness compared to, um, I think Mike Brooks, somebody to watch out for. Um, mm-hmm. He's a new name, a newer name, but I think he's, uh, he's a heck of a rider and router and, um, he runs efficient because there's nothing on his bike to slow him down. Um, just gear wise, uh, uh, and everyone says that pilots do better at these rallies and, and I'll sp- spill a little secret. Mike's a pilot for, uh, another airline too. And, uh, um, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I heard what, what Rowdy did cuz I think they did all three church combos and I I didn't think that was possible. So
0: let me ask the question a little bit differently then. Okay. How are you approaching your second IBR different than you did your first?
1: Um I'm not as scared of the staff pulling my card. I'm a little worried still, but um my job my goal this time is to be more friendly to the rookies um as everyone was to me. That's so that's my second goal. Um so I'm approaching that differently is that I'm hoping to be just a little more helpful to everyone that was so helpful to me because I failed tech inspection, um, did not secure my um, tank properly because I was on my third tank in two weeks and things weren't working out. What I called flex, they called wiggle and hazard. So, uh, (laughs) so, But when that happened, I kid you not, there were six six sets of hands and four tool sets at my bike in like five minutes of me needing it yep. and then somebody i'd never met while on the staff gave me their car. at home depot's three miles on the left eric and and dale were like if you get one inch straps of aluminum we can bend them screw them here 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 and here you'll need a drill you'll need this you'll need that um and then somebody gave me their car and i went and i got it and my battery had died so i needed a new battery because i left it on from the night before i'm still struggling with the uh, not having a key thing on these gold wings um and then uh i you know but that was That is amazing. You know, Lisa talks, everybody talks about community until you experience it. It is amazing. Um, John, I had never met until he handed me a tool set and said, stop for a minute, take a breath. I'm from Utah too. There's another Utah. When you're done with this, we'll go meet Mm. the four Utah riders. Um, And he was there for anything. So I talked to him every day for about an hour on the ride. And now I consider him a very good friend. Uh, Mike yeah. Baker out of Baltimore, uh, Tina's husband but most people know him by. Um, also a pilot. <laughs> yes, uh, for course, uh, for the same airline um, and a union rep. Uh, I talked to him for an hour to two most days on that ride, and I still talk to him frequently. Um, although I did say this time I'm calling Tina because she would have me be more aggressive than he was. Um, <laughs> because I call him with these dumb ideas. It's like, I'm here. I want to go to Kennewick. He says, your goal is a three-digit number, not to crash somewhere north or whatever that launch place was um that a few people i think did dump their bikes he says your goal is to finish don't don't do anything stupid and the closer i got to yeah. the finish he's like no don't do that and i says i finally said i think on the, on the fourth request i think about doing this what do you think and he's like no your goal is to finish your goal is to get a <laughs> three digit not to crash uh, i says i want tina's number what does she think um <laughs> but uh and he was right though i was you know i didn't i didn't know where i was i was just trying to finish um I still some health issues. Uh, nothing like what the other guys did, but uh, I didn't start feeling better till about day eight. And then when the mm-hmm. rally was over, I, I asked, I went to Eric and said, "Is there like a bonus pack we can do on the way home just to keep this going?" I was, I, yeah. I was finally, you know, day, day eight, nine, or or nine, ten, and eleven really clicked, and I was finally doing what I wanted to do. But um, yeah. my goal is not to go through Bakersfield. Um, that didn't work out so well. Uh, that, they closed the road to Yosemite and I, I didn't know, I didn't know way around. I didn't know California well enough to, to wait the next morning and just that they were going to reopen the road. Um, yeah. But to be friendly to all the rookies, to help anyone that needs, um, to enjoy those first two days beforehand, that really is, I mean, this is a 20 year dream. I read about this when I was 19 or 20 in a magazine. I still haven't been able to find the article. It might've been cycle world and that's been sitting on my list for, and I wasn't I mean, I'd done saddle sores, but not because I knew there was an Iron butt Association. I just, I had a motorcycle. I need to go here. And so that's what I did. Um, Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, I, I just love to ride. So wherever they sent us is going to be great. I'm a little bummed that we can't go to Canada because they got the real Rockies. Um, but that's okay. Um, I just, it's, you're on a bike for 11 days. It's just, what could be better? Yeah.
0: The, there's I can't I don't think these have been made public yet so I won't say where it is but the second checkpoint I was actually a little bit bummed that that's where the second checkpoint is because I'm like oh that's somewhere I'd want to go and actually just spend some time yeah. <laughs> and th- that will be very clear after those are released publicly but it's like it's in sight of the hotel I want to go there and I yeah. want to I want to be, <laughs> be at that place so uh yeah I'm 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 starting to get I I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Let me ask you this question for my second IBR. I felt like I did just a ton of preparation for the first one, like every last little detail. And the second one, I did not feel like I'd prepared at all and I was fine. But I mean, did you have that same experience?
1: I am, as you know, because we talked last week, still trying to figure out um, three major things. So uh, I am (laughs) feeling completely unprepared. If I had to, I could put everything on the bike that I took to heart of Texas and I would be okay. Okay but I think I would be slightly uncomfortable by day six or seven. Um, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. Uh, and the gas, the fuel thing still, I'm now on my third tank for this one. Cause I won't mention the company's name. That's decided to, I think screw three of us so far that I've ordered from them in the last mm-hmm. month. Um, and I was going to have a tank made, but you know, you saved me a thousand dollars in trying to do that. What I was going to do last week with that, uh, with show me your tank because I just realized my what's on my bike. It's not going to work. So, i got to figure yeah. out. And I don't know if that will make a difference in the end because I think there was a Sportster a few years ago that placed in the top two or three um, yeah. stock tank, filled up 112 times or something, which just, yeah, you know, and Ron Harris well, ran a stock tank. And so fuel isn't – I mean, your planning is definitely more important than your, your fuel stops, but yeah. I hate to stop. I, I run my tank almost dry too many times because that's just who I am. So I, I need not to – add to that possibility with seven extra fuel stops yeah
0: as you know on this podcast we ask each guest the same series of 12 questions at the end of the interview you game to go
1: yeah
0: all right number question number one what was your first motorcycle
1: and why Uh, kawasaki 440 ltd it was an 82 because it was 600 bucks
0: And that was the one that caused you to have to move out of your
1: house. (laughs) Um, I actually bought that in Idaho and I had to leave it in Idaho till I moved out before I could bring it to Illinois where I moved on my grandparents' farm. So yes, I I was not allowed to bring that back. I was on a road trip in my car. did a six-week road trip out west and it was uh, in a town I was visiting my other grandparents in and it was 600 bucks. I bought it, stuck it in their garage and went back and got it later.
0: (laughs) All right. Question number two. Where did you take your first overnight ride?
1: Um... It was all, uh, Moline, Illinois, to D.C. for my sister's graduation, I think. And it was on a mm-hmm. Honda Nighthawk, and it became an overnight ride because that seat was good for about 500 miles.
0: <laughs> it's time to get off. Question number three. We already kind of covered this, but what
1: is your day job? Um, an airline pilot for a major airline. I don't know if I'm allowed to cool. say the airline or not. I don't know, I don't know what the rules sure, are. Sure, why not?
0: <laughs> Not, trust me, not a lot of uh, of airlines are, are gaming for free or for advertisement on this show. So uh, uh, feel free to give them a plug. <laughs> Mike,
1: Mike, Matt, or Mike, Mike, and Mike all, we all work for Southwest Airlines. So
0: nice. Yeah, that's I, there. There is something there with pilots and LD riding. I just I'm convinced that it's yeah. Uh, question number four: What is your favorite non-motorcycling hobby? Uh, flying. <laughs> So you actually, so you fly recreationally too. We do.
1: We have, uh, we have, we've had a series of airplanes, but, um, I actually prefer general aviation over the big stuff. Um, we love to fly to Oregon and Washington. We're hoping in fact to go to, uh, Orcas Island week after next. Um, oh, cool. So, but, uh, yeah, we love to, I love. I like to fly, um, like to boat, um, dirt bike. So I'm not a real good dirt biker. I only just recently picked it up for my kids, but, um. My only off-road experience is my crashes.
0: So <laughs> that's better than mine. Mine's uh, backing through the flower bed. So that's about my extent of mine. Uh, well, question number five: What is your favorite road? You got plenty to pick from
1: where you live. Um, I did a fifty-state ride in sixteen, and I love the approach into Hyder about the last 60 hmm. miles. You come around that corner and you see that one glacier that was used in the movie with Robin Williams. I can't remember the insomnia. Um, the cabin, they've taken all that down. But I had just seen that movie like three months earlier and I'm coming around the hmm. corner I swear I've been here before. And I had, not I've never been to Alaska. I've never been a hider. Um, but I, I have to say, from a, from a scenery standpoint, that is, it was just stunning. The, the further north you get, the better the Rockies. And I live in Salt Lake City, so we've got good Rockies here. If I, I work out of Denver, so I see the Rockies every week going back and forth. But um, yeah. Canada's got the best, they get, you know, and I haven't been to the interior of Alaska, so I haven't seen those yet, which may even be better. But um, that's my favorite scenery road is, is through there, and then, of course, through Jasper, Jasper National Forest. Bam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Riding-wise, um, any road with curves, but not too many, because I'm not, I, I would not say I'm dragon tail material. Um, well, on a Goldwing, but, it's not tough to drag. Um, <laughs> no, and on the new one, I find myself I find myself wearing my pegs way more than I did on the old one. It's 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 yeah. it's a much better bike for riding. But I have to admit, I've I've listened to your podcast and some of the other older ones and whatnot about uh, these riders. I don't. I'm not. I like highways. I love being able to get from one place to another, and I just like to ride. So, like Nebraska gets a little boring at times, but if you ride through night, mm-hmm. you pretend there's mountains there and scenery and it all it's the same at night, so um, but I like I do like a good highway too where you just you can get somewhere, um, uh, with good speed limits. Now, the road to El Paso, I've decided not every highway is the same, uh, yeah, same with Amarillo that last three days and that in that four hour stretch. It just, yeah, it's that's that's a long time in the, in the heat and the wind, um, but yeah. you know what,
0: what I've kind of come to the realization of it's that it's the I want some i want a difference i don't want to be just in the twisties all day i don't want to be just on the interstate all day i want a little bit of everything because there's parts of it of all of them that i love and i mean there's just something about being i mean there is something about being on out in the middle of nowhere on an interstate doing the speed limit precisely that you i mean it's just just there's nothing like it and yeah and yeah it's but at the same time that
1: could get real old if you're doing that for a week straight. Yeah. And we'll find out. So um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh there's yeah. a road here, actually, uh if the riders have time, it's East Canyon. Um it's a forty minute ride. Uh you're going through a uh, two lane, up a mountain, um, through forest and come back down, you come out on a lake. Uh there's lots to do in the morning, mm-hmm. but I ride that. I try to ride that every Sunday morning about six AM um during the summer if I have if I have free time. Um, It's before the kids get up and I have to be back to make breakfast and stuff. But, uh, so that's probably my favorite road right now just because it gets me, it gets me all the scenery and it's condensed, good curves, good technical section. And, uh, I can still be back before the kids get up. So yeah, East Canyon and, uh, flip side, what's your least favorite road? Um, Anything headed to Bakersfield because that's what killed me in the IDR. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not, I don't mind gravel so much. Uh, it's the lack of gravel that, that bothers me when it gets a little wet. Um, yeah. I've done some fire roads out here on the Goldwing, the old Goldwing, just to see if I could do it. Um, that mm-hmm. doesn't bother me as much. But uh, oh, and anything going into Chicago that has a toll road in it. Um, yeah when you're told pass expired in New York cause they stole all your funds. So yeah. Oh, all right. Question
0: number seven. What is, what are you using to, na- to plan your, your, your trips? Are you using, you mentioned Basecamp and you mentioned a spreadsheet. Is that kind
1: of your go-to? So I'm not real good with spreadsheets, but I use them just because they transfer the GPX file. So I didn't make them. I'm just trying to adapt to them, mm-hmm. um, but I use Basecamp and, um, trying to figure out is it command z or control z is my favorite favorite button because i'll I'll, undo (laughs) yeah it's it's push undo push undo and um i'm not an i'm not an efficient i I haven't learned the skill yet this is i think i'm only gonna be my sixth or seventh rally um which seems like a lot but at the same time i'm like i really i crashed on one i i left uh a top 10 on another one and on the on the road because i my gps was two hours in the wrong county um so I, uh, I don't – John's really been working with me to say, hey, you need to compare points to points to point because I am horrible about riding for stuff. If I want to go somewhere, I'll go there. Last, in the heart of Texas I, last October, I went to Chicago because I was going back to Galesburg, Illinois, because I knew there was a taco pizza there. The points were in Wyoming and North Dakota. Um, and I put that picture on the website to tell guys, you know, you can ride your ride. Just understand it might cost you. And John says, "You, you got to start writing for points. You can't just go off willy nilly and could, just whatever." See, I
0: I disagree with John on this one. So, you could do both. You, you can, can and absolutely do, do both.
1: Well, but if you want to, like, if you're trying to test yourself to compete with, you know, yeah. the top, you you can't you can't ride to Illinois for pizza. Um, yeah. just, and I I was supposed to use that as a breakdown ride, and I didn't. I just I looked at the thing. I said, "Oh, what am I going to do?" don't go to Canada cause that's the sucker's bet. And then, Oh, if I go through there, there's pizza. They open at 9am. I can make that work. <laughs> so, um, that's so routing wise. That's, that's my goal is John's been trying to beat, beat that out of me. It's like going for points, not pizza. Uh, it's what I call it. But it's like, you got to look, you know, same with the rest bonuses. You got to look at what you're giving up. Is it worth skipping an hour of a rest bonus? Because it's not yeah. the thousand points. It's the combo that, that goes with it. Um, but, also, you know, riding right your comfort zone, I knew instantly when they said they were going in i b r um nineteen that I was not going south. There was no way I was going to Texas um to the border of Texas. I just yeah, and partly because of uh, of my physical condition at the time after after the end of two or maybe before the end of two, I'm trying to think where that happened um um i I couldn't handle the heat uh, there were there were complications, so and I was terrified of passing out again I mean. I can't yeah. say oh, how I much that, that, that crash, um, yeah, has messed with my psyche for the last, um, three years. And as a pilot, you, you crash, you have to explain that to, I spent six months getting my medical back and it could have been, Oh wow. It could have been two years had they gone a different route. So it wasn't just a matter. And I had, there's, you know, I had to prove everything wasn't wrong before that. Yep. They, the FAA would accept that, um, as, as the cause, which runners get all the time, I guess. Um, but they don't have a police report to go with it. The FA says, oh, wait a minute, you have an ER visit. You have this, uh, yeah. you know, there's a record of it. Um, so that's, that still is kind of ingrained in my psyche of, um, trying not to, I don't know what my limits are anymore on the heat. And I'm, I'm terrified. I, terrified. Yeah. I probably am a little bit terrified of, of going through that again. Cause it's, it's not about yeah. riding anymore. It's about a livelihood and, and doing something that, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty useless guy. I can fly and, I can sit on a bike for a little bit of time, but I don't have many other skills. So, um, well,
0: first class medical is nothing uh, to, uh, no, nothing to no. take lightly. I mean, that's if you're not, if you don't know what what a first class medical is, just know that yeah. your pilot who's in the front of your plane is in the peak of health.
1: Um, so every six months we have to go through that test and it's, uh, yep. um, it's, it's a little bit of stress. So, um, trying to remember what your original question was.
0: Uh, oh, it was the, what, what are you using to route? But-
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. So base camp, um, these base camp, I loaded in there. I haven't figured out the spreadsheets to compare routes. And that was the, that was the killer for me on, um, part of Texas. I didn't look at another route cause I couldn't get anything to work. So I just, yeah. well, I'm going with Jake Elwood blues brothers. Uh, there's a Titus in there. If I backtrack and we'll see what happens after that. Um, yeah. so, uh, but I, I—that's I, something I've been—I've been working an hour a day for the last three, four weeks on, on trying to come up with a plan, and I still don't have a, a solid plan. But um, I know that—and this is Danny Ryder, except for the the ten that know that they're going to be in the top ten—and I don't include myself in that group. Um, I do not include myself in that group. But that didn't come out clearly enough. Uh, uh, ride where you want to ride. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, Again, yeah, started to bring another RB twenty nineteen, but I called Baker. I just I spent the night in Bakersfield, six hours out of out of range. I dropped twelve thousand points that day because I just I spent all my energy getting to Bakersfield to try to get back to Allison's restaurant by two. Um, I hit, I saw Kit up at uh, right before he I think went home or had I think he dropped his bike or something at an accident. I feel really back I was close by. I wish I, would, I guess I don't know. You always wish you could help somebody. Not get in the situation they got into, but I went to we were at uh, the north side of Golden Gate, and I'm going up through the middle of uh, California, through Santa Rosa. Baker calls me, says it's 105 degrees, about two hours ahead of me. Says it's 105 degrees up here. I'm like, oh screw that, I'm not doing that. So I dumped my entire day, and I went to the coast, and I rode up the coast for <laughs> I think eight or nine hundred points instead of I think I had four thousand or five thousand up the middle. Um, so it's crap like that that. Not crap like that. It's decisions like that, or faulty decisions like that, that you know. Because if I look back, if I just got up the middle, that that made a difference in the in the rally. Not that I was aiming for anything, because I just I was just riding a yeah. ride, and I didn't know where. I thought I was at the back of the pack. Oh, um, if I
0: if I had the first leg of 2019 IBR to do over again, I mean, I was like I could have I could have had gold. I could have been gold. Yeah. and and oh. and I I picked a really poor route and. I I really wish I hadn't done that. And it was, it was one of those where I couldn't find a good route and it was, and it basically was me not putting enough stock into, you could ride this many hours per day. And me thinking I didn't have enough hours to do rides that I could have very easily done. And
1: that would be my advice. That would be my advice to the rookies is plan a, a slightly strong, not a slightly plan a stronger route than you think you can ride. Because Mm -hmm. I sell, I, I ended up back at base eight hours early or the finish eight hours early. Um, yeah. and I had nowhere to go. There was one thing I could have pulled out of South Carolina, but with rush hour, I don't know if I would have made it back for the finish. Yeah. Um, for that. I,
0: I would make a very slight, uh, difference to what you said. And that's that I wouldn't, I would plan. I would not, the, the second leg, second and third leg yeah. do that first leg. Just get there. Yes. Just get but, there and get it done and get yourself in the, in the groove. In the groove, groove rally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, the first one I first like I felt okay, I, I, yeah. the second one the Bakersfield thing threw me having to go around that instead of going over to Yosemite I just I lost my and then it just I was tired after that because it took so much yeah. out of me to do that I remember running to Greg Rice and he's like I'm going to LA and then I'm going go to Alice's restaurant I'm looking going that's no sleep between I said no that's not going to work for me and he's riding with another guy so we "Well, go with us I'm like there's no way I can keep up with you in daylight yeah. without any animals I'm just not a, you know I'm not saying Greg's a a terror on wheels or anything, um, that don't do not use that in your. What do you think about whatever at the end of this?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh no, I already I already pinned one. That yeah, I, I know. Um, crap.
1: <laughs> um, so, but I just, no one is you know, immune. I didn't have it in me, and then I, just, you know, I, I was going to Fort Bragg for a cheap hotel, not realizing Fort Bragg, the military installation, was in North Carolina. So you know, my geography was a little screwed up. I ended up pay like almost three hundred bucks for a Holiday Inn because you couldn't sleep on the street in there because of all the. the there's quite a few people that camped out and a large homeless population, so I, I didn't feel safe leaving the bike in a park. Um, yeah, not safe. I, I felt safe. I did feel comfortable about my bike still having parts on it when I was there. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's. But Baker called me, and that's the reason I ended up in Fort Bragg is because I wasn't going to ride through the middle. And I'm like, and I didn't think I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't aiming for anything but other than finish. I was tickled to death that I even finished in the top half much less that was a complete shock where i finished um mm-hmm. but i look at it back and i'm like okay i had a good plan on, on but I, I spent too much time on day one doubting myself and doing whatever and then on like two bakersfield that i just i didn't i didn't trust uh, google to say that road was closed and then on like three i left the i was one of the last people to leave the hotel and you can always look back and say well that three hours what could you do with that three hours well i looked what a lot of other people did with three hours but i don't i don't I do not look back on that rally with other than I wish I'd planned a little stronger route on, the, on day one, but that's my fault for not knowing what I could do beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. But I look at that as just, that was a dream come true. Everything about it from meeting uh, Mr. Hidgens to Lisa to Mr. Nebone, uh, Mike, uh, uh, James Owens. Uh, and then lifelong friends I expect from with John and Mike and, and, and all these other guys and, and gals. It just, You know, there's just, it's just the coolest thing. It's, it's, you get to ride that the points are really, uh, in the words of Steve Martin in one of his movies, superfluous. They just, that's not what this is about. You you get to ride, you get to meet with people, you get to have dinner and tell tall tales that are um, verifiable by spot tracker. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a neat thing to do. And you're giving up everything to just be on a bike for 11 days with no distractions is wonderful. Yeah. Sorry. Base camp. I know I got sidetracked. No,
0: well, let's let's go on to question number eight. We've we thoroughly answered that one, but question number eight is: uh, If you get a new motorcycle tomorrow, what's the first Farkle you're going to put on it?
1: Um, it would be a split between John, uh, not John. Um, so I had a Corbin seat before, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the first four thousand miles, I have loved uh, my Russell Daylong. Um, that is, that, I'm not the that, that first thousand but is reported. rough. Uh, the first four thousand for me, um, not to share secrets, but I don't have any fat on my butt, so it's a, a painful process. Uh, um, but I thank Rider for doing that because they post on there on their website. If you have uh, a thin padding or no padding, or, I, there's something on their website that warns you about it. Um, but I love the Russell Daylong seat, um, and then I just got a set of Clearwaters that I ran for the first time, and those are. Um, I ran some cheap cheap uh oxes last time and they were they were they were good but the clear waters are being yeah, able to adjust yeah, them amazing. that's pretty impressive. But, but it would be the seat um the seat and the water bottle are the two I rode with stock. I rode my first with stock, but that was two thousand miles to Tennessee and two thousand miles back. The stock seat on the Honda I have no love for. No. It's and I've owned I've owned all I've owned four generations of Goldwing, and that is by far the, the new ones by far the worst seat. And an 87, oh, a 99, an 06. And this is the worst seat that they made
0: for me. Well, for me, it always felt like it was doing this. Like it was just like, like the seat just did this and there was no support on the outside of it. And I could get about 200 miles out of it. And that's about it.
1: Yeah, I was doing, I did, I think my long day on that was 1300, but um, it was painful. So, oh. um,
0: Well, uh, question number nine. What is your, you mentioned three or four bikes, what's your current motorcycles and why?
1: Um, the Honda Goldwing, cause I didn't know it'd be a ST1800, but actually it's, a, it's, it's been wonderful. I love the DCT. I didn't for the first probably 10,000 miles, but, um, I don't like the downshift. The upshift is great. You mm-hmm. can blow most sport bikes away in sport mode. It's insane what it does. Um, the traction yeah. control usually solves the problem of getting out of, uh, away from the light. Um, the electronics are great. It's, so it's, so I, have, I have the 18 Goldwing because I was it's my fourth generation Goldwing. My first Goldwing is at 19 years old. Um, which, so I was probably the youngest Goldwing rider ever. I don't know. I think there's a 16 or 17 year old that ran the early IBR. but uh, um, And then I just picked up a 04 BMW 1150 RT. I've never had a Beamer before, but my cousins had a car dealership. They took it on trade. They needed it off their lot. So it's sitting in my garage. I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, and then I just bought a KLR 650. Because, um, the new I mean, one or it, the, no, it an 07, but only had 1800 miles okay. on it. So I still oh, got wow. change out the dinghy and fix the, they all run lean. So I need to add the 24 yeah. cent washers in the carburetor. But, uh, I bought that for the off-road with the kids so that I could still pack some stuff on it, on the dirt trails. Cause they all have trail bikes, um, Honda CRFs. Um, so I bought it for that. And so that my six year old or seven year old could ride on the back legally, uh, on some of the trails instead of taking the side by side.
0: Well, question number ten. Uh, we already kind of covered. Who made your seat? Sounds like it's a Russell Daylong. Russell
1: Daylong. I forgot right, to order the backrest, number... and I would highly recommend you do that before because it's half as much as the seat to do it after. Because <laughs> I got to te- yeah. tear it all apart, but that's a tank problem, yep. haven't so.
0: It's a it's a started. nice it's a nice backrest. I really like it. It's
1: big and yeah, it's yeah it's nice. Might will be ready by September.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, question number eleven: What is the most interesting location you visited on your motorcycle?
1: Um, I'm pretty boring, so for me, uh, Hyder, Alaska, um, was yeah. absolutely just that's that's the only one on my bucket list that I, I you know I just I've been a lot of places yet. Um, I did that on a fifty-state ride. Um, uh, I started in Hawaii ten days earlier, rented a bike, rode around Hawaii, and then I rode all 50, uh, 49 states after the red eye. Um, did it in I think nine days and eighteen hours or something like that. Um, wow. It was an extension of uh, uh, um, Ron Ayers' ride. You know, nobody ever done fifty state, and I, I've read his books. I, I could probably recite them at this point, page by page, but I read them so many times. But um, I wanted to do something epic, and so I did that because I'm never going to run a marathon. I'm never going to uh, win an IBR or anything like that. But I thought I could be the first to do that. Because nobody had done it. So I, I emailed Mr. Nibone and said, hey, can I do this ride? Um, I'm going to ship my bike over on FedEx. It'll be the last state I do. And then I'll just sell it over there. And he says, no, rent a bike over there so everyone can duplicate the ride. So I rented a bike and rode up at Hyder. So I've not been to a lot of exotic places. So Hyder's uh, was one of the coolest. Um, I think that counts. Um, and then, uh, you know, Brighton the Northeast was beautiful. I'd never been there. Um, every state was wonderful, uh, even Louisiana uh they all had their, their wonderful little things um but it was neat when i got to Hyder because carol who runs the was one receipt and then i forget uh who runs the sea alaska Inn. they both remember ron they've got their pictures posters news clippings you know the Hyder seek used to be a big deal it is still a big deal i guess hasn't been running in a while but um so they all remember it. and carol's like dang it Finally, somebody's done the 50 seat. I never understood why we couldn't just charter an airplane and send their bike down to Hawaii just knock off that last state. I could have arranged that. There's an airport just down the street. So um, <laughs> that whole that whole day was just neat because um, you're on your own. Nobody, know, you know, you're just doing your own ride thing, and you get there. And
0: yeah.
1: You get there, and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Because it was the end of the season. It was September. There was nobody in the hotel. Um, the owner left a, a key on the door and, a, and an envelope. Yeah. And stop by a little later to check on me. I'm like, where do I get a receipt? <laughs> oh yeah, let me do that for you. Opened up the bar, which had been closed. Uh, you know, there's nothing to eat. There's so I walked down to the school bus restaurant, um, which was really cool. Hmm. Fresh fish, right off, literally right off the boat. Um, yeah. Went over to Carolyn's to get the second receipt. Um, if you, they they love us up there, they love bikers. Uh they love tourists in general. Um, yeah. So, and the ride is just incredible from, from Washington up there. Um, so, Hyder's my, my favorite list. place so far. Yeah, but I don't have a lot of places I've been, so I'm mm, still at the beginning Hopefully, my rides.
0: All right, last question: How do you pass the time on the long ride?
1: Um, <laughs> I listen to Rush for the first four to six hours, and then I don't turn Rush the band on again. Um, so probably <laughs> to probably the end of the ride. Um, and I do that for two reasons. A too much Kenny Lee? Do it?
0: It's like just too much Getty Lee after six hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, I think I do have every album, but um, I do it for two reasons. One is uh, they are my favorite band. Uh, They are each of them in their, in their respective sphere is just an expert at what they do. And for three people to make that much sound and that much precision is just, it's phenomenal. So it's, it's more than just a great band and great music. It's, it's a display of excellence in something. So, you know, I'm not a very good rider, but if I have a good ride where I haven't hit a curb or cut off a car or, um, you know, done anything to draw attention or, or make people hate motorcyclists even more, um, you know, it, it just, it helps me think about just being good at something, you know, yeah. or being in your, the best you can be at that. Uh, and the second reason is Neil used to ride, um, hmm. he'd ride between shows, uh, I think I just read something in the form that he was not actually an IronBot member, but um, he spent years on the roads, um, 30, 40, 50,000 miles a year riding between shows. They would leave a venue. He would um, get in his bus, sleep. Daylight comes. They'd pull over. He'd pull his bike and his buddy rode with him an identical bike. The trailer had all their parts, so he'd do all the changes before a show for the next ride the next morning. Um, he'd spend huh. part of his night uh, routing out all the back roads. He'd never go highways or try to avoid highways. And he did this even when he was in uh, South America doing uh, tours. So, oh, interesting. um, so, you know, so I, I play, I do, I play rush for the first, and I know spirit of the radio, we're supposed to listen to the radio, but, uh, um, I listened to rush and then, um, I never understood until that 50 state ride turning off a radio on a bike. I've all, uh, my very first Goldwing had a tape cassette player in it. So, um, I've had radios on almost all my bikes. Well, all my Goldwings, anyways. And I I, I read about these people like, they don't listen to radio, they don't listen to music. And music's a big part of my life. Um, I play a few instruments, um, play the organ at church and stuff. So um, day seven of that ride or day six of the 50-state ride, I think it was in Wyoming and I turned the radio off and I didn't turn it again until I left Hyder. Mm -hmm. I had never really ridden in solitude for an extended period of time. I had a yeah. nightlock, but that, that didn't count because you had so much wind noise because I didn't have a fairing. But um, so um, I listen to a lot of music, but then um, I've started doing audiobooks, but I, I find that I don't stay with them. Um, but my favorite pastime is making up stories about the people I pass, and I do it with my kids, and they don't think they're very nice stories. I, I, I just I develop backstories about people. The rancher's wife, who you know, is a Garth Brooks song. The the guy that cut me off is running from his kids, who is having an affair you know or whatever i just i make up stories so and they're not very nice um just wonder what people are doing and then trying to stay alive yeah. with all the people that are texting um yeah and enjoying the scenery yeah. and then you know with these rides it really is the first if it's tied between checkpoint you spend in the first 20 minutes going over what you did wrong at the last checkpoint on your turn did i do this do that and then 30 minutes before the next checkpoint it's okay what am i going to do what's my what's my routine what's my procedure what else do i need to check without a tank bag i have to think okay what's on my list this time do yeah. i need do I need to change out my glasses for the for the night do i need more water do i need this do i need that do i need more sunscreen um yeah so it's just a thought the process um but i have to say that i, I get it now with the solitude There, I'll, I'll go for hours
0: all right well you have completed the ld dozen anything uh you want to talk bring up before i uh before i let you go
1: yes um Paul said it in the last ride, and we had uh, quite a few rookies, especially. Uh, I think we had a couple, uh, more than a couple women um, that hadn't ridden or, or it was one of one of their first rallies. Um, I was scared to death to go to these rallies because you never know which what, what you, you just you don't know in any new situation, and I'm. Um, while pilots are supposed to be obnoxious and arrogant and, and full of confidence, I'm, I'm intimidated by most people. So, um, if you are. Listening to this and have not gotten into a rally, please do so. I can't think of other than the Cognoscenti, which is invite only. Um, there isn't a rally out there that isn't designed for rookies at some yeah. level. And your goal is to compete against yourself. I, I could not wait to do my f- next rally after I did uh, How the West Was Won. Justin um, ran a, a, a Justin Phillips, right? So mm-hmm. ran a, yeah. uh, It was they were so welcoming. Walked you through the process, made sure you're ready for each sequence of it. Um, they make it, it's a 30, 30 hour rally. So I think 1135 or 50 miles was, and that's easy out of Grand Junction because everything out here is 70 miles an hour or, or, or faster. Yeah. Um, they were just so welcoming. And uh, so if you're thinking about getting into the sport, um, and Paul made this point at Heart of Texas, we need new blood in the sport. We need a younger generation. Um, uh, not just to compete with, not, we don't need fresh meat to beat. It's, uh, um it's fun. It's a camaraderie. You get into these just ride to eats and all this other stuff. And don't be intimidated. You can do it on a stock bike. You can do it with a cell phone. At my first rally, I rode with copilot on a cell phone, nothing else. I didn't have a GPS to, I just, um, you can rest at a hotel every night. That was one thing Dylan told me. And uh, when I met Dylan Spink and, um, Buttlight light was, he got a hotel every night in his first iron, Butt, and he yeah. still finished in the top 20, um, on his rookie ride. So,
0: I get a hotel every night.
1: There are, there's so many ways to be a top dog. I know none of them, but, uh, there's so many ways to, to do well, just being yourself and riding your ride. And so I encourage anyone, um, unless you're riding a, uh, 150 CC scooter, which is not allowed in the iron, but, um, come out and ride. The bike doesn't matter. The gear doesn't matter other than safe full gear. Um, the mm-hmm. extra equipment you don't, other than a, than a water bottle, um, come out and ride with us, enter the mm-hmm. rallies, talk to people, please come ride with us. We, we, we'd love to have you. And anyway, I know a
0: certain, if you're on the West coast, I know a, a rally you could, you could uh, sign up for that's very inexpensive. Okay. So,
1: so yeah. Um, so I just encourage people to get out and ride, practice, take the MSF course, the dance rider course, um, there's just, just, you get to ride. I mean, it's yeah. better. So. Exactly. Well, Mike,
0: congratulations again on your win. Thanks. Texas, thank you for coming on Long Riders Radio. Thanks, Justin. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with me, there's lots of ways you can do it. Easiest way is to head over to the website, www.longridersradio.com. And hey, another huge thank you to the folks over at DiscountRamps.com for their support on this episode. DiscountRamps.com offers a huge selection of powerful sports products for your ATV, UTV, motorcycle, and more. Long Riders Radio listeners can save 15% on their order by using coupon code LONG. That's L-O-N-G over at DiscountRamps.com. And as always, we need to thank this show's founder, Mr. Michael Cox. You know, I was talking to Mike the other day, and and I asked him something. He said something a little embarrassing, and then he immediately said...
1: Do not use that in your, what do you think about whatever at the end of this?
0: So I said, okay, ride safe, everyone.